Welcome back to this week's episode of Men in the Machine. My apologies for no episode last week. I actually am not sorry at all. Shit happens. And we got stuff going on. But this week, we are back to a movie review, one-time experienced, one-time f- f- newbie sort of uh, first-timer. I think we've got to come up with a better, yeah. like, snappier name. You don't want me to just like, try to uh, freestyle ramble for five minutes at the beginning of every episode? Or like, Movies of the Machine or something? I don't know. Right, we'll figure it out, but we will get a title. But, recognized by his voice, it's the same guy I do every single one of these with. Minus one episode with Jake, Doctor DJ Parada. Hi everyone. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, we definitely have to get a sort of s- s- title segment name top of the thing. Shit, I could even like title every episode with like a small little a- acronym for it. Yeah, we could workshop it. Yeah, I don't know. Movies and men of the movies. Uh, yeah. uh, we'll find a good one. <laughs> we got plenty of time. So. I'm just gonna hand the reins over because so this time it's DJ's choice. I got BVS last time, so it's on you. And this one's got its own sort of little uh, special asterisk of besides just the usual one of us hasn't seen it. And we're doing an odd one. We're going a little bit out of our wheelhouse, a little bit out of our comfort zone mm-hmm, here now mm-hmm. because you've been on an anime kick recently. I have you've been watching like some My Hero Academia and One um, Piece, One Piece, mostly and One Piece, restarting Yu Yu Hakusho. So, but mostly One Piece. So today we're going to do an OVA and we're going to do a real obscure one. Tell them what that means because I didn't know it all. Okay, so OVA uh, stands for Original Video Animation. I believe that's this is just off the top of my head. No research. I don't have notes in front of me. But uh, an OVA is basically it's like a step above like your regular TV anime in terms of production and quality, Um, but not quite to where you would get like a proper anime movie like it's below Miyazaki. Well below Miyazaki. So, like, but... um, what was that one uh, Final, Final Fantasy movie? Advent Children? No, no, no. The other one. The Oh, um... wasn't really like the games, but kind of was. It was like in a oh, that, space. Uh, yeah, the Spirits Within. Yes. No, that was actually a, uh, that was actually a Hollywood blockbuster. Okay, it was okay, supposed never to mind. Be, that's full but... on. Sorry, sorry. I, I can't, I won't be able to think of another one that's similar to that. So. That had Steve Buscemi in it. Did it really? It did. I love Steve um he's also a great american he went to he was a first responder yep shouts out to steve anyways american you go. Hero. um but anyway um so these as i said they're not quite a, a movie mm-hmm. they, like they're like a longer episode like you would get like a very special episode or um well, like a, t- a made-for-TV movie, I'd say, would be like the Western equivalent of okay. what an OVA is. Okay. A sci-fi original, maybe. So they're common in Japan. Like, OVAs happen all the time. They do. Okay, okay. And it, usually they're, they're, you, they could be used if it's... It could be like a special episode of a series. Uh, or it could be like a one-shot deal sort oh, of thing. This what? one's a one-shot deal sort of thing. So, like, when I'm watching... Uh, this happens with One Piece a lot. They have real movies, but there's a ton of little, like, I've never heard of them before episodes. They're, like, 45 to an hour long. And they kind of are with the story, kind of not. They just happen randomly. Yeah, I think that I think that might be the, the right thing. I okay. haven't looked up if One Piece has OVAs, but that might be... Okay. You're on the right track there. Okay. And what is it? Okay, so I don't know what this one's for. Lay it on me, daddy. All right, so what what is this? So this is the OVA for The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky, which is a video game series that's much more popular in Japan than it is here. Is the series called Trails in the Sky or Legend of okay, Heroes? Okay, so there's a bit of history behind this. Or this both. is not a simple answer, actually. Okay, okay. 
So this, ser- this series is made by a company called Falcom. Yep. If you know Falcom for anything, uh, it might be the East games. Uh, YS. Yes. Okay. If you've heard those. of those, you know about Falcom. They made those started back in the eighties. It was a competitor to Zelda actually. Huh. Um, did not do as successful in America. Wasn't as successful as Zelda in America. The East games are actually really good. They have a bit of a different flavor from Zelda. Like Zelda's more like high adventure and finding things and solving puzzles. East is more action oriented and very, very into like this like power metal aesthetic that it has okay. going on. Okay. A little um, grim. It's not quite grim. It like it enjoys itself, but Okay. Okay. Anyways. But East isn't important. Uh, what is important is their other series, which was Dragon Slayer. I've heard of that, and I always it, maybe I'm not in the right spot here. Is Dragon's Lair a different game? Dragon's Lair is a different. Okay, game. never mind. I honestly, because they make fun of it, like Family Guy makes fun of it one time, <laughs> and I actually out loud to Franny went, "Are they saying Dragon's Lair or Dragon Slayer?" She's like, "I." She had no clue. I'm gonna go with Dragon's Lair. That's the more well-known one. That's but... the one where uh, they you turned to. Uh, skeleton when you die. Yep, Don okay. Bluth, uh, the guy behind like An American Tale and Wait, Secret of Nim, actually did. Yeah, he did the animation for that. What? But that has nothing to do with okay, this sorry. either. Just I know yeah. I know of Bluth, the less successful Disney, and by less successful I mean you can't really compare the two. It was like Disney, and then turn on your TV at like two in the afternoon, and there's some cartoon on that's not quite Bugs Bunny, and you're oh, like, Bugs oh, go okay. to heaven. That was him. Really. Well, also, I know Bugs Bunny is not in Disney. I was just... That was just for the sake of... Continue. Uh, What are we doing? So, Dragon Slayer was a series. Uh, Much better. Also, action RPGs. Actually, um, the original Dragon Slayer was one of the very first action RPGs that made the genre big in Japan. Okay. So, it's a series with a lot of history behind it. And Dragon Slayer obviously has sequels. And every sequel kind of tried to reinvent the wheel. Like, everyone was a different game. There's Dragon Slayer 2 Xanadu, which was more of like an exploration-focused okay. kind of game, which also spawned its own series, which are kind of Diablo-like, except for the most recent one, which takes more of a cue from Persona, which is weird. So they basically were like, we don't want any game to ever play like the last game. Right. Like uh, Notable, the Dragon Slayer 4 Legacy of the Wizard was one of my favorite uh, NES games, which okay. was like a full-on Metroid sort of game. So what, they had like Final Fantasy-type RPGs they had like side scroller esque fighters. Well, they, they got had. to the Final Fantasy type RPGs when they got to Dragon Slayer Six: Legend of Heroes. Here we're oh, bringing okay, it around. Okay, okay, now we're okay. Turn. So there's so many. This tree is so nuts. Keep so going. Dragon Slayer Six: Legend of Heroes. They're like, did you did you play this Dragon Quest game? Well, we've got a series called Dragon Slayer that's nothing like Dragon Quest, but what if it was? And they kind of did so, a little. So Dragon Slayer Legend of Heroes was basically, they tried to make a game like Dragon Quest. Okay. And it was very derivative of Dragon Quest. Good or bad? Um, it had some good things about it, but the game had a lot of grinding to it. Okay. Um, but it was successful enough that it spawned its own spinoff in the Legend of Heroes series. So there's Dragon Slayer Legend of Heroes 2. Okay. Eventually it just dropped Dragon Slayer and just became Legend of Heroes at 3. So Legend of Heroes 3 was Prophecy of the Moonlight Witch. Okay. Legend of Heroes 4, A Tear of Vermilion. How often do these games come out? Like every this is six an old, months? This is an old series. Oh, okay. It this, started in the okay. 80s. So. Okay. so there's time. It's not like Assassin's Creed. I think like Legend has... of Heroes 1 was 92, 93 or I, something like that. Wow. I actually think Assassin's Creed has more games than the years since it's been out. I, I would have to look that up, but that's what I thought we were doing here with this Dragon Slayer Legend of Heroes nonsense. So Legend okay. of Heroes 5, uh, Cage Song of the Ocean. That's a, that's a weird one. It's a good um, name, though. 
What we're concerned with is Legend of Heroes 6, okay. Trails in the Sky. Is this the only one that has an OVA? It is. Oh, okay. And there's more after this? Uh, there's Legend of Heroes 7, which is uh, Trail... Well, uh, here's where it gets weird at okay. Trails in the Sky. So Trails in the Sky, they made a game, and they're like, oh shit. The story we wrote for this doesn't fit into one game. Okay. So retroactively trails in the sky became trails in the sky first chapter and then the next game was legend of heroes 6 trails in the sky second chapter okay and then the next game was legend of heroes 6 trails in the sky <laughs> so the third legends of Her- okay. so it, it turned into a trilogy okay but it, they were within... all legend of heroes 6 <laughs> okay okay it's kind of like a addendum in a contract where it just breaks off and you're like nope we're still in the first addendum this is just a b c d and then they just kept doing it because legend of heroes 7 is two games which okay. don't, which were never released in uh, English, so they don't have English titles that okay. are official. And you like can't the find sort them. of unofficial title is Trails to Zero and uh, Trails of Azure, but okay. so you, but you can't get them in English. Okay, so so like even the game can't be played in English at all. Right, all of the Trails in the Sky games can be. They okay. they having you can get them on Steam or like GOG or whatever. What what, what system did they come out on? Just computer? Uh, they originally came out on PC and PSP. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's awesome, I guess. I don't know why that's the only system besides the computer it came out on, but sure. We'll, 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 Falcom had like long time been like a PC developer, and okay. PC is not as big for gaming in Japan as it is in the US. Really? Yeah. The, um, why is that so shocking to me? What do they... They console They game? prefer consoles. Huh. PC is seen as like super nerdy like if you're a pc gamer you're professional then, like pcs are for porn is yeah, basically the way they see it that's fair i mean that's kind of what they are for still and but falcom stuck with the pc much longer than most japanese companies would mm-hmm. but eventually they do like drop the pc around legend of heroes 7 they start going trying to go more exclusively toward consoles but since they were used to the pc they aren't as like used to the console architecture okay so they kept developing for handhelds until legend of heroes 8 which was when they actually made the jump to consoles, which was on the PS3. So we're at Legends of Heroes 8. Where is Dragon Slayer? Did that just end back then with whatever one? I don't think there's been an actual like Dragon Slayer sequel for a while. There was like a Dragon Slayer 7, and I think that's where it's I was going to say, so 6 was Trials. Trails. Trails, and, and then that went off. Mm-hmm. And... Now nah, I'm lost. I and lost myself. All of the all of the games with that start with trails are actually all interconnected in the same continuity. Okay. So like Legend of Heroes Seven, as I said, is Trails That's to Zero, was. Trails Dragon of Slayer. Azure. So it was, it was Dragon Slayer, whatever Legends of Hero, so, and then that went to Legends of Hero something, and Dragon Slayer just stopped. Yep. Okay. And then God. I mean they all still have Legend of Heroes before them, but Trails has kind of become its own series spun off from there because all of the games that start with Trails are in the same continuity. So Legend of Heroes. Six, the three Trails in the Sky games are actually come before seven, which are Trails to Zero and Trails of Azure, mm-hmm. which are actually in the same universe, but like set in a different place and the events all tie in together. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even. And eight it. continues it, which is Trails of Cold Steel. And is that a new one? Yes, uh, that that's actually currently ongoing. They're actually releasing Trails of Cold Steel four because they keep splitting these okay but that, that is being released in japan in september okay. so on like what ps4 or something on ps4 yes <sighs> that's exhausting 
we only have one and two for uh, <laughs> Col- for the Trails of Cold Steel. We have Trails of Cold Steel and, one and two. And this movie is only for Trails of in the sky. sky one, not part two or three. Well, it's it says Trails in the Sky. Okay. So I, I won't go into more detail than that okay. as far as what it covers, but that's the history of the games. Okay. And now we have... Now, this OVA came out in 2011. The first Trails in the Sky game came out in 2000. Five, two thousand four. I want to say. We're I think not going to fact check. We're not going to mid two thousand. Yeah. So there's plenty of time. Actually, by the point by the time this uh, OVA came out, uh, Trails in the Sky the third had already been released. Oh, okay. that was uh, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Oh, so. so they had it all. They had yep. all, the whole thing. Okay, so we'll see what happens. I don't know the game, so I won't have anything to judge off of. But uh, as I said, this is a like Dragon Quest style uh, RPG. It's kind of evolved and diverged from uh, its roots of being kind of a Dragon Quest knockoff. But and is the is this one of those corny things where what we're watching plays out like the game? It doesn't like involve try to involve the gameplay or anything. Okay, I shouldn't have even given that much away, but okay, but that's fine. That's fine. I've never. We'll figure it out. I guess the other thing I could bring up right now while we're still in the intro is uh, the the history of video game adaptations in anime and OVA because those are a lot more common uh, in Japan than they are here. You don't see video game adaptations a lot over here. Well, no, because when you do see them, they're terrible. Yeah, they're always Super Mario Brothers. Oh, we don't talk about that one. That's the only uh, Dennis Hopper actively denies that movie as as well. He should because Dennis Hopper is a legend. May he rest in peace. God. But anyways, the uh, yeah. Anytime there's a video game adaptation, a it's almost always live action, and b it is always terrible. The closest we have to this is the Castlevania Netflix series, which is excellent. Actually, oh the okay. I haven't watched it, and I also don't play the games much, but. I know of it, but that's the that's the closest we've gotten to this. But okay. Japan has a tendency to do this, uh, where they will where they will adapt games into OVS, and they do have like varying quality. Some of them actually get full series, like Tales of the Abyss got a full series. Is there any that I would know that are wildly successful? Um, Persona 4's uh, series is actually pretty good. I know of the games, and I know Persona good, Five but... is also getting a full series, but the series isn't great. What game are we on for the... Isn't it Persona 5 that's yeah. out now? Okay, yep. got it. I'm with you. Um, But so these uh, series can serve dual purposes. Uh, one purpose is to serve as like a long-form commercial for the games. Yes. So like you pick this up and you're like, I don't know what this is, but this looks interesting. And you put it in and you're like, oh, wow, this does seem pretty interesting. And they're like, well, play the game if you want more. Okay. Follow the story here. Oh, so it's not the full trails. Boom, I'm learning. Continue. Well, it may or may not be, because the second purpose is for the fans of the series. Mm-hmm. Like, I like this game. I want to see it put on the small screen. Not the big screen. Yeah, no, not in this case. I want to see I want to see it in action. Like what What if like these fights that are like in my turn based RPG are now just like full action and like sword oh, fighting and stuff? Kind and, of like we that t- would be awesome to see. Yeah, we were talking earlier about um Advent Children. And uh, Final Fantasy Seven, like yeah, Advent Children would definitely be in the latter category. It's not trying to sell Final Fantasy Seven. No. It banks on the fact that you know what Final Fantasy Seven is, and it's for the fans. Because there's Fantasy like VII. moments of when you're playing the game where you do certain attack, your character goes over, slice, 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 and jumps back. You're like, okay, that was awesome. And then you watch the movie, and you watch Cloud wield that big ass sword, and you're like, oh, it's happening! I get to what? It's like, you know what it's like when Pokemon Stadium for the N64 came out and you oh, could yeah. finally actually see the attacks. And Instead it, of just having the Pokemon vibrate and go... <laughs> yeah, you got the full-on, like, 
flame wheel created Charizard created this like floating fire wheel and sent it. Oh, like fire blast. Yeah, that's oh, what that was. Oh my god, it was excellent. Or self destruct. It was great stuff to watch your guy actually explode and murder himself. So yeah, like it could be one, it could be the other, it could be both. <gasps> actually, last time I'll say this. Uh, last example: John dies at the end of the movie for the book. Terrible movie, but the scene where John's getting or uh, not John, Dave's getting interrogated. By the cop and the mustache flies off his face and the arm wraps right around. like that was exactly what i read and it was cool this is like that but for, okay i'm done with comparisons. so yeah as i said it could be one it could be the other it could be both um so based on all this and you know knowing this this is an ova knowing that this is japanese animation and knowing what kind of tropes and such come with that and also knowing that it's based off an rpg do you have any predictions of what's what we're about to see so there's gonna be so it's based off a game that has six thousand sequels. Uh, do they all? Or you don't have the to games. Answer. The Legend of Heroes games that came before this have nothing to do with this. Okay. So when it got to Trails, it was That's became its, its own, own thing. Yeah. Is there? I have questions before. A. Wait, I lost my question. Hold on, backtrack. You're asking me for predictions about this show. Yep. I was gonna bring up the magic aspect of it, but then I was gonna ask. A Doesn't matter. Prediction number one. There's gonna be sick hand-to-hand combat fight scenes okay specifically hand-to-hand not weapon orientated okay so like martial artsy type stuff two there's going to be some form of mythical god thing that shows up okay that's prediction i don't know if it's going to be a, I like a, it. That's... a summoning sort of situation or like a quest for, i don't know but there's going to be some sort of mythical beast god person thing and prediction number three is it's going... Oh, would it spoil the death of a main character for a game? I'm not going to look at your face because I'm thinking this one. I thought, No, it's not going to. But... No, no, I'll say it. There's going to be the death of a main character. Not quite at the end. Three quarters of the way through. Okay. Those are my three. God, death, and hand-to-hand combat. Okay. Oh, and final prediction. And you're going to notice it, and I'm not. There's going to be some super iconic weapon that you see in it. That you can get in the game at some point. You mean like Cloud's Buster Sword? Exactly. Levels There's okay. going to be you're going to see the or or in actually also Final Fantasy the Gunblade. Okay. You, you'll see something that in the game is awesome and it's also on screen and I won't notice it, but you'll tell me in the after. Okay. All right. You'll remember these because I'm not. Yeah, I down. will remember these. They're not written down, but I will remember them because I like your predictions. Okay. I think you're in the right headspace okay. to go into this. I'm not going to tell you if they're right or wrong. Yeah. yeah. We'll but. Wait. The last thing to note before this, A, we have two ballin'-ass hoagies and grinders to eat. Specifically grinders, but yes. I, I say them together because of uh, SNL skit. And B, I think I'd want, I, I would rather watch it dubbed the first time. Okay. Mainly because we're going to be eating. Right. And I you don't have to pay rapt attention yeah. to the subs. But the reason why I'm saying that is because I am relatively adamant about subbed versus dubbed. I'm a subbed guy. The okay. main reason is one anime, two te- kind of, but one in specific is One Piece. Luffy is over the top, goofy. He's a kid. He's dumb, but he f- is persistent. And then when you watch the the dubbed or the yeah dubbed version, he's just like, oh yeah, let's go on an adventure. And you're like, what the sh-? no? This doesn't work for me. But I did see the subbed first, so I'm biased. So in this one, I'm gonna watch my least preferred first dubbed. We're going to get maybe, I don't know, depending on what time it is, 5, 10, 15 minutes of it, again, in subbed, 
and then we can report back on the differences. Okay. Um, just to point this out, since this is an obscure one, this one is available on both YouTube and Hulu if you wanted to watch along. Yeah, because like, yeah, we're putting a break in here. Pause here at the break. And, and go watch it. And that means Jake at work. Go take an 80-minute-long bathroom break. Watch this. Has he, he hasn't seen this. You would, has he? No, he hasn't. Okay, has Craig but, seen it? Like, if you want to know more of what we're talking about. Also, I have streamed the games on my stream. I can oh, cross-promote that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, don't tell me. Uh, uh, Nostalgic Nights. Yes, with okay. a K-N. All of the um, trials? Um, all of the... All, I'm actually working on the third right now. Oh, right, now, there's a 10-year so, yeah. limitation. Right. Right. And the third does fall into that. So. Okay. Okay. So I'm working on the third right now. Um, okay. Awesome. But they are all in the backlog. Although the first chapter goes far enough back that my sound quality is awful. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. you're um, watching it more so for the game. It's okay. Well, yeah. actually, no. Streaming's watching to watch people play. Either way. Yeah, I'll, I'll even like cross promote this on my stream. So on the yeah. stream, uh, to, which I will be recording tonight, uh, which yep. is probably going to be like. Are a, you doing three tonight? Part yep. three. Oh, damn. Okay. So I'll just be like, hey guys. I you check out this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> uh, nostalgic Nights with a KN, like nostalgic with a KN. Yep. Yeah. So KN, nostalgic, KN, ites. And it's all one word. And it's all one word. Uh, Twitch or Twitch, Mixer yes. or whatever. Twitch. So, Twitch. And uh, we're going to go get that, eat it, be backed, subverse dub, and my predictions are all 100% guaranteed. All right. All right. <laughs> call it. Now, first off, before anything else, we totally missed the opportunity for a great punchline. Eating subs, watching dubs. And you pointed it out when yep. we walked out there, and I felt like a damn fool. <laughs> but we were doing subs and dubs. Yep. Now, with that being said, before we get into the show, let's let's discuss the sub versus dub debate. Speaking anime, not Subway sandwiches. The subs were excellent, though. They weren't Subway. Yes. No, they were where? Uh, Benedito's, it's a local place. Groton, Groton local? Yep. Okay. Anyways, so we watched the whole thing and dubbed. It was fine. We'll explain the shortcomings of that when we talk to the movie. And there were. There were shortcomings. But we, then we went back and rewatched the dubbed. And this is for this specific, not the whole thing, just parts. Wait, did I say dubbed? I meant subbed. We watched the subs, yeah. Yes, we went back and watched the subbed a little Not the bit. whole thing, just a few select yeah. scenes. Now... My main point of contention is a a lot less uses of the word friggin in the sub version. <laughs> That's true. Which would caught me off guard. Which more than one is probably too many. <laughs> yeah, which I got caught off. The minute he said friggin once, I was like, oh, all right, and not frickin or freaking. It was literally friggin, mm-hmm. and that caught me off guard. That totally sent me for a loop. Uh, and two is, and this is the big one, which we'll talk about when we're talking about the movie is. When when you hear a line that sounds kind of blunt in English, you have no choice but to take it for face value because you hear the tone of it, you hear the exact wording of it, and you obviously have context for the scene. Mm-hmm. 
it's a little off-putting. It's you're like, oh, that's bad writing. Now, when it's translated, it changes everything because a you're reading it after you've heard the tone of their voice, and you're reading it as the scene is going on. So you have in subbed a greater ability to it gives leeway to the writing because you can kind of more address it as the way it sounded and not for what the actual words said were. Well, here's the thing. And the fact that they pretty much have the characters in the dub say like the exact same thing as what is said in Japanese word for word Mm -hmm. is a bad choice on the direction uh, for the dub. It's like when, um, because most dubs nowadays, what they'll do is they won't go word like it's usually the same studio that does the subs and the dubs yeah. that they they were tra- translate out the subtitles and they'll keep the subtitles more literal because you can read it but you can't say it in the words of Harrison Ford. Yes. Well, so but... for a, another good example is uh the song from the 80s, the one hit wonder, 99 Luft Balloons. Yep. Crazy hit, massive thing. Not not a year after that song hit the waves, they released it in English and no one cared. Yep. And it bombed. And it's not because it was a different song or a bad song. It's just that it sounds better in the initial because the words flow together better and it, and it creates a better sound. Well, but here's the thing. And here's what good dubs do. And I won't, I won't say this is a terrible dub. No, no. There's some the, points where it's, where it's pretty The solid, voice but... acting was – I had no issues. Like I said with the One Piece thing, no issues at all. I thought the people across the board were, were fine voice actors. But here's what I'll say. A better dub would have uh, rewritten the lines in such a way that they sound better when spoken. Okay. And I think that's actually a fine thing to do. Well, all right. Now, for example, the very opening. Let's get start talking about the movie. Okay. All right, because the subverse dub debate will go on forever, and it is honestly mostly preference, um, but that's not the point. It's We're not here to make fun of the dub. Yes, because the people sounded good, and the intent was, was pure. So it's not like it was... Because there is some animes where the dub is 100% phoned in. They're just like, hey, we need to release this in a non-Japanese you know, Japanese speaking country. Put mm. this out. And they're just like, oh no, you got me. Uh, I will defeat you. And you're like, okay, you're not helping anyone here. This was not that. Mm-hmm. Th- this, is, this was fine. I actually really enjoyed the dub. But the mo- the, the, now let's talk about the video game fact that this is an OVA. Okay, and there's, there's one thing I want to put down because it's kind of related to this. So the translation that is used for this is done by a different studio than what actually translates the game. Okay. Same with the dub. Mm-hmm. So the game doesn't actually have a lot of voice acting. It's mostly text. Okay. Um, there is a little bit of voice acting and they'll, they'll do like battle lines and they'll call out attacks and stuff like that. Okay. But the voice actors that do the characters in the game are different than the ones that do it in the show in English. In Japanese, it's the same. Okay, so if you're a fan of the English version and then you go and watch this, you'll be like, oh, that's different. And that the thing is that it's translate because it's translated by a different studio, the people that did the OVA went very literal and yes. the people that did the game went very localized. So you'll get a lot of, like, names were changed yes. uh, in the game. Like, Okay, so is that guy's name Joshua just... It is Joshua in the game. Okay. It's not Josh, though. Okay, they yeah. Never, they, they do not say Josh. They called him Josh over and over again. Which is really jarring, I think. <laughs> The way uh, that I actually hold on, pause this. I have to text Jake, and I'm gonna lose my train of thought. On okay, okay, him, it'll be gonna, a second for you guys. I'm gonna miss an opportunity. All right, so we're back. Fixed, edited. Jake, Jake was texted, and we're on our way. Okay. All right. So 
what I was going to say, I think, was um, how this felt as a video game adaptation. As a standalone, if you didn't know of the video game at all, like if you had just told me we're watching a movie because our usual thing is a movie, you hadn't said this was a video game, right? I would have been so lost from from opening scene. I do think this is definitely more the latter than the former. When we had the two scenarios, yes. I think this is more of the second. It's for the fans and not so much a long form ad. Mainly because it opens with... Actually, not even opens. It never gives you background of anyone. I mean, very, very minor instances. So, for example, opening scene, main character girl, main character guy, and he mouth roofies her. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just It's just like, oh, Joshua... Or no, Josh. Sorry, because I even said to you, Josh, and you're yeah. like, "Yes, that's I'm going to be. I'm going to be <laughs> mostly probably switching to like what they call them in the game. Okay, so I'm going to call him Joshua because that's more dignified. Okay, well, she just says she kisses him and she goes, "Josh, what was that in your mouth?" And he goes, "It was a sedative. It's already <laughs> taking effect." And she just gets mouth roofied and falls asleep. Okay, so do you want to guess if this were the video game, where would that scene be? Uh, that would be. Like, you mean, uh, as in, uh, I don't think it would be, I think you'd have a little gameplay before that happens. Right. You would get a little bit of gameplay and a, like, a few... Oh, by the way, I want to clarify this. If you haven't played the game yet, this is going to be huge spoiler territory for you. We don't care about the game spoilers right now, but if you want, if you are at all interested in playing the games, go play them now, and we'll see (laughs) you next year. Turn it, yeah, turn it off. Um, I feel like the game has to at least introduce the characters first. So you get the 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 actual opening cutscene slash uh, like Pokemon style. They had a little opening crawl. Where is they a little opening the setting crawl. a little bit. Yeah. Oh, in the movie. Yeah, they explain yeah. the setting, but not the characters. Right. At all. So I feel like the game would introduce the characters a little bit. Okay, you're right. And you want me to tell you where this scene yeah, actually yeah. falls in the game? Yeah. It is the ending of the first game. Okay. So. So you have an entire game before that. So it's not okay. That makes that is way more settling than what we've got to. Okay, so they they kind of imply that these characters have a long history of fighting side by side, and then Josh an just, entire game's worth, and yeah, I have a freaking hours and hours of gameplay worth, and then Josh just up and ditches her, and he's like, "Hold on, mouth roofy, I gotta go." Yep. Which, by the way, if you're leaving your loved one, mouth roofy's probably not the best way to go. Probably not. I feel like I think you, that was a faux pas. I feel like uh, sneaking out while they're asleep and leaving a note is way more efficient than date rape without the rape. Mm-hmm. for all we know and then to kind of keep on the trend of it not really giving any you anything it just rolls into three months later the school's blowing up and they're fighting an unknown villain who they never introduce again in the rest of the series yep he just is there and he's like aha you think you can beat me yeah. no and there's this big horse guy with two spinning swords that's like oh it's a giant robot at the 30 feet tall so I have a joke on stream. Uh, Zemirian building code requires there to be a giant robot at the bottom of every old schoolhouse. <laughs> okay, that's that's a pretty good point, I guess. Um, but is are, is either so this villain that shows up? He he's purple hair. Okay, so he's got. I'll dope tell you what he's called in the game, covers. which is Blue Blanc, the Phantom Thief. Okay. Yep. He he addresses uh, himself. as... He's Enforcer Number Ten of Ouroboros, or as it is in the uh, OVA. Legion number 10 of the organization. Okay. Oh, so they actually changed the title of the organization. They mention Ouroboros in the OVA, okay. but 
in the OVA, they refer to it consistently as the organization. Mm-hmm. In the game, it's referred to as the Society of Ouroboros, or either just the Society or Ouroboros for short. Okay, so that's just and a little And the Legion creative. are called Enforcers in the game. Okay. And um, he's not Blue Blanc, like no. he is in... yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just cut a vowel out. No, it's Blue Blanc. The Phantom Thief. He <laughs> pronounces it wrong in game as well because he's pretentious and doesn't really know French. Okay. And uh, it this is where Subverse Dub really came into play. So it's over the top corny. Apparently, one of them's a princess. Or what is she? Oh, a yeah. noble? She's a princess. She's uh, a princess. She barely does anything in the yeah. OVA. She's a major character in the game. Yeah. The only reason you know she's a princess is because he shows up in front of you, of, in front of her, and tells her, the only reason I started this catastrophe is to meet you. And, you're like, and this never comes up again. The no, fact no. that she's a princess will not be important throughout yeah, the entire OVA. Like, oh, okay, cool. And then he runs away. And what I mean in that specific moment in the dub was the most over-the-top, corny little, like, love monologue thing mm. about beauty and all this good stuff. And it came off just, just like you wanted to laugh at him. And then in the sub, because all you have to go off is tone and some form of uh, translation, you can kind of, you know, build the story in your head or build the the sentences in your head a little different. You may read the words, I only saw this for you, but the way they say it has a lot more inflection, so you can kind of build on it instead of just the blunt in-your-face tones. So this is where Sub wins for me. Okay. This one moment. Anyways. Also, the voice actors for uh, Blue Blanc, and uh, in the game, she's Chloe. In the the show, it's Close, which is... Just for fun, it's the it's the very literal phonetic translation of what her name is. Okay, okay. So and they're like, you know what? That's not a name. We're it's it's Chloe now. <laughs> that, that doesn't work. Let's just roll with Chloe. So I'm probably gonna call her Chloe, but once again, she's not a very major character in the OVA, so we're not gonna be talking about her yeah. very much. And the other thing they don't show is in that, which first... is a shame because she's one of the best characters in the game. And the first scene when they're fighting this big horse mo- uh, robot with spinny swords, there's some awesome look so it, from uh theme one of what these kind of sh- movies can do there was an awesome fight scene that i was like you know depending on who you control and how you can control them that's awesome you know lots of, the main girl has like a bow staff and uh, you saw them using the little pocket watches so that that's what i was gonna to get spells. to okay yes there's the whip and then there's the magic that you okay. see like two or three times but they never it's not explained in the series it is explained in the game okay so all magic most magic within the world of the game is sufficiently advanced technology okay they have these little pocket watch things called combat orbments okay. which they use to cast spells okay but it's just sufficiently advanced technology okay in in the show they're like they have weapons you know boast bo- uh, the movie boast staff, the whip the sword yep. but for some reason Every now and again, the pocket watch comes out. Well, they use that to to use magic, so they're uh, they're augmenting their fighting abilities using it's their combat so, ornament. It's so so like off putting because they don't. You're just like so again, like you said, advanced magic. If they had just somehow, they didn't give you time. It's a video game movie. They just roll into it. Yep, and it was awesome. I want to I want to play out those fight scenes on a video game, full because it was it was cool enough for me to be like, kind of like when you see what we talked about earlier. When you're playing Final Fantasy and you select attack such and such and you watch it happen, that was what it looked like to me. I was like, I want to be the whip person selecting this move. Like, that would uh, be Charizard. Cool. Is that her name? Yep. Charizard? Charizard. Charizard. Got it. And... <laughs> Shara for short. Or as they pronounce it in the dub consistently, Shahara. Shahara. Or Sherry. And mm-hmm. we can sing the uh, uh, Stephen Perry song. Uh, yeah, it would be great. 
I'm not going to, I sing a lot on this and it's always bad. So I'm going to move past singing for that. So, uh, and then that scene's over. The guy runs away and she's like, where's Joshua? And he's Josh. Sorry. Yeah. Where's Josh? And he just (laughs) is like, you'll never know. Poof. And he disappears in another magic. Okay. So what he's doing is actual magic. Okay. That's magic. Yes. Which he didn't it use. Does it does exist. It's super rare. So that whole fight scene is this big monster and some pretty cool actual fighting. And he saves his cool magic part for the end, even though he just ran away. Like he wanted to bolster so, that he can run faster than you before teleporting. Yeah. In the game, you fight the robot. and Okay. He, so that scene is very. Yep. Okay. And then he, you know, is taunting you and you go, you go after him. And it, he does it in the show too, but it's really hard to notice what he did is he throws knives down. Yeah. And it sticks in their shadow, which pins their shadow to the ground and they can't move. So hit. Yeah. In the, in the, in the movie, they kind of, it looked like it stuck on her like shoelace or something. It was right next to her foot. And like at this point, they're like, you're like, what the hell is this? Because you haven't encountered actual magic up to this point. So the fact that he can do this is treated as a big reveal in the game. Okay, okay. So it catches you off guard. It's like, holy shit, what's happening? And then, you know, you're at his mercy. Uh, Olivier, the bard, who is the best character in the game, barely does anything. Yeah. Olivier, Olivier, the bard. Why am I... Who's that? Guy who's always playing his loot. Got it. The love, the the Brock yeah. of this. So, so in the game, he they start getting into their debate about the nature of beauty, which is played as very comical in the yes. game. Because like everyone else is staring at like, what the hell are these guys on about? But that distracts them enough that an ally of the team who doesn't show up in the OVA okay. comes in with a camera and just like, ooh, what's this? And takes a picture and the camera flash causes the shadows to disappear, which frees them all from the... Uh, oh, okay. That's pretty cool. And then he retreats because now they're all about to beat the crap out of him yeah and teleports away Mm -hmm. okay that's way cooler than what but but again the fight scene was enough for me to find that out if i went and played the game right now and that's how that shit played out i'd be like oh you know it'd be like Mm -hmm. page turning uh for comics it'd be eye-opening um so after he teleports away quick time skip just or not time skip, but quick scene change. Oh, they go a little bit to some exposition now. They're talking about oh, we we got we are from the association or the Bracers Guild, as yes. it is in the game. It, there's even a sign that says Guild, but they always call it the Association, which it's is weird. Just let them have their thing. Um, and uh, they're talking. What are they? Or no, they're talking no. about their strategy because they're like, okay, that guy didn't was she from- like. Like, look at her harmonica, which is a big moment, and she then does. fall asleep in bed at first or something? No, that's after. Oh, okay. But they're, See, they're like, first, they're having a little strategy meeting, yep. and they're like, okay, that guy, Blue Blanc, was with the, so, was with the society, uh, the... Oh, Professor Oak and, uh... Oh, no, before that. Oh, okay. God, they're like, so okay, he knows, he knows Josh. Yes. So, the organization must be connected to Josh. If we investigate the organization, that'll lead us to Josh. Okay. And in further, so like you said, this is all game two. Yep. Is game one explain Josh's connection or is this also a surprise? To That is a t- last, an 11th hour reveal where okay. the main villain of the series, who, who do you want to guess that is? Uh, the little girl. Nope. Uh, the blonde or gray haired silver guy. Low. Low, Luva, yes. Luva is he's yeah. pronounced in the game because yeah. it's German for lion and that's an actual word. That's actually awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, no. Okay. You want to know who it is? Yeah. He doesn't appear at all. The main oh, okay. villain is not present is at all in the one? OVA. Is he the Legion number no, one? No, he's, he's above the Legion. There's a oh. tier above them called the Anguis, okay. and there's seven of them, and he's the third Anguis. And he's a guy named Weissman the Faceless. How is the third the top? 
Um, it's he's not. He's not. The Grandmaster is the top. They're uh, above the. Who's above the? Oh, but and the Grandmaster the main... is alluded to, but you never see the Grandmaster in any of the games. So he's just the main villain for what's going on. But yes, there is... he's in charge of this orbit. They call it the Gospel Plan, which it is called in the game as okay. well. Yeah, which was pretty he's cool. in charge of that, and he is a rogue priest from the Septian Church, which is not mentioned at all in the OVA. Nope, that's not done. And um, he has like special church magic called thaumaturgy, which he is really good at. And he can use it to um, modify people's memories on the fly. So oh. if you like Scarlet so Witch in Age of Ultron, he can mess with your head real fast. That's why he's called Weissman the Faceless because he'll go in, he'll like give you an idea and prod you in the right direction. Then he'll erase the memory of ever him. having meeting him. So you'll have the idea and you'll act on it, but he won't know that he's the one who gave it to you. It. And he uses that to set a whole bunch of events in motion. Okay. Um, but he's being, and you'll like this because this is a character that was left out and he's one of my favorite characters in the game. But there's another priest, a traveling warrior priest who's from a secret organization within the church called the Gross Ritter. Okay. That it, and he name. is dedicated to hunting down heretics and he just sh- straight up shows up and assassinates and murders them. All and the time. He, he is chasing Weissman who they've tracked to this region and he's like using the party to try and get himself in a position to murder Weissman. Okay. And you don't see him game. in the movie. And this guy's name, you'll dig this, is Father Kevin. <laughs> it's like Josh all over again. It just <laughs> makes sense. Why would they do... Okay, not the point. Their naming scheme in these games is just ridiculous. Uh, okay, so... They try to keep toward English and German to keep on theme with like the culture of the areas that okay. they're supposed to be in. Well, I can appreciate that a little bit more then, I guess. Mm. So... They are discussing the Legion, or not the Legion, the organization. Yep. They are figuring out what it does to connect to Joshua, and she's basically just like, I need to get him back. Cool. Okay. We get it. It's kind of a love story the whole time, but more of like a one-sided love story the whole time. Right. Between her and Joshua is just like, leave me alone. I'm trying, he's trying to dismantle this organization. He's going full Sasuke. Yeah. He's like, I got this lone wolf style. I can handle this. And then next scene, what's the next scene? She falls asleep in bed. Yeah, there's that. Okay, that's just a cute little... I think that is where it cuts to also uh, Joshua, who is up on the airship with... These characters I don't think ever get a proper introduction. No. The dude with a cannon. Yep. Uh, So these are the Kapuas, who are a team of sky bandits. Awesome. And uh, they are from the Empire. They were a noble family that uh, got all of their money taken due to a scam, and they turned to banditry using the last of their resources. <laughs> they, they replied to that email and sent money to the pretty much. Kenyan That's pretty Prince. much how it's framed. Is that he, <laughs> it, like the the guy with the cannon? His he's the head of the household. And he's just real gullible, and he's like, "Oh, uh, hey guys, this Nigerian prince. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. he needs my help." <laughs> uh, okay, so yes, they're up there talking. And uh, then it flashes, you get to see the girl looking at this golden harmonica that's apparently, like, the whole time you're just like, okay, she has a trinket that reminds her of Joshua. Mm-hmm. Cool. She falls asleep, hits her head, ah, ha, 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 and she goes to sleep. Cool. Then you go to the next scene where, am I, was I right about that one character with the red hair and the big sword being kind of a main player in the game? Not yeah. like a main character, but a, uh, a big... His name is Agate. Agate? Like the stone. Okay. And he is a veteran... Bra- I don't know if the... the sh- what do you think the Bracers Guild is based on what you saw? The Bracers Guild? Um, like uh, knights? Like they defend the government? You're sort of... So the idea of the Bracers is that they're kind of mercenaries for hire. But they're, okay. they're like... They're, they're hired hands that you can, as a citizen of... 
of wherever you live, you can go and you can hire them and they'll do a job for you, okay. which can be anything as mundane as getting a cat out of a tree to, you know, clearing the road of monsters or protecting merchants as they go on routes and stuff like that. Okay. They are a benevolent organization and they are non-government. So they are not supposed to interfere with government. That's like a very explicit tenet okay. of their code. Because this is one thing, that, another thing that's left out of the OVA, the game is full of political intrigue. Okay. And but they're they're good guys, just good guys by their own rules, right? And there's other they have like a very explicit code of honor that they all have to follow. Okay. And in Liberal, the main kingdom of this, um, they basically act as the police. Okay. Because Liberal loves the Bracers Guild and has a very strong relationship with them. And uh, so they have like the authority to make arrests and such. And you saw oh, them do that a few times. Yes. Yes. Okay. That yo know, she even tries to. So in the next scene. Uh, well, the one after so, yeah, where basically they basically they're fan- fantasy police. Yeah, they introduced this guy that I'm talking about, who's Agate, who's awesome. He's a senior bracer. So... He looks awesome, I should say. I don't know how awesome he actually is. So he's like a veteran, and at at the beginning, uh, in the first game, there's friction between him and Estelle, the main character, because he's like, oh, "You're a rookie. Uh, I don't need you slowing me down on my case." Classic. And he does. He very much has the scene of like, "All right, this case is too personal for you, and it's going too deep. You're off the case. Give me <laughs> yeah, your badge yeah, and your gun. Yeah, and get out." But okay. by this point, he's grown to kind of respect them, and they have like, okay. a, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and it does the typical, like, uh, have you ever seen the Yu-Gi-Oh! still that says, spot the anime character? Oh, spot and, the main <laughs> character? Yeah, yes, yeah. I was thinking about exactly that so, when that was happening. Yeah, when I saw him, I was like, oh, okay, the dude with a sword that's way too big to ever actually wield and a headband? It's gotta be him. <laughs> um, so they're explaining, like, hey, there's these earthquakes happening, and we think they're man-made. Let's get them. And everyone's like, yeah, let's and get them. And this em. is where we go through a sequence of let's bump into the villains accidentally. Yeah, they walk through the town and this big uh, brooding red hair with small glasses yep. kicks the harmonica out of the way. Almost and kicks it off the walkway. Yeah, and then just keeps walking. And she's like, what's the what's the deal with that guy? And uh, mm-hmm. then they go and they, this young girl spills her ice cream. Oh, got to help her because we can't have little girls being sad about their ice cream. On a scale of one to super obvious, how obvious was it that this girl was going to be a villain? Uh, the minute she starts saying, oh, so you're sad about this connection you have with this person <laughs> and this. And, oh, I know so much about your life, despite you just meeting me with a mishap with my ice cream. I was like, something's, something's fucked up. I think this. this might just be squeezed for time sort of thing. Yeah. But in the game, they play it out a lot more where you don't realize where she's a she's little a girl. In yeah. fact, she actually, you know how she had the puppet of uh, Joshua later in the game? Yep, yep, the robot uh, she actually does that and has puppets of her parents so when oh. you first meet her her parents are actually with her and they they can talk and they look like normal people and so you don't tell the difference yeah. and then later when she actually reveals herself as a villain she just beheads the parent puppets with her <laughs> scythe and it's just pretty she awesome. has an awesome like appear out of nowhere scythe that's just next oh yeah, let's not mince words she is a villain yes uh which Ren is her name. Ren. So not to, I'm not putting it lightly either. It'd be like me and J- DJ having this conversation. Like, ask me uh, how I like my ice cream or something. Uh, how do you like your ice cream or yeah. something? Oh, I, I love it. I know you like ice cream because you and your brother Jake used to go down <laughs> two miles from your house in Groton. And, like, she no, tells her stuff yeah, that she, there's like, no tells her life. And then, then when uh, Agate shows up and is like, hey, we got a meeting to go to, she Batmans away. Yeah, they look and she, they're like, what do you mean we got to go? Turn, seat's gone, and there's even, like, the wind effect of, like, she, she vanished. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, that's not ominous. But to let's go back one 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 step. Talk about my uh, predictions. Th- I got two and a half out of the th- four. 
So, okay, so you one, predicted there'd be a hand to hand. There combat. was a hand to hand fight. And there was the a guy, guy was that awesome. used hand to hand. He combat. was mostly fists. He, he's pretty much all hands and feet. And even then, he punches uh, Joshua's swords away, and they get a quick one-two punch fight. Mm-hmm. So even if it was small, it was still hand-to-hand. Two, basically every weapon you see is the specific character's iconic weapon in the game. Yes. So that's, so that was kind of cheap. Lots of iconic weapons. But it worked out. <laughs> it worked out my favor. Half point that I'm giving myself <clears throat> is a main character dying three-quarters of the way through. So technically a main character doesn't die, but the main character's motivation for why he's done everything dies three quarters of the way. There's a few deaths in the backstory because I don't know if you caught it, but Estelle's mother is also dead. Uh, And that is a big motivation factor for her. But they did a cutscene. They did a a flashback and you get to see Joshua's mom and dog, which is why he's so John Wick now. You see his mom and dog get murdered. And I was like, and it was that's li- his sister, but oh, still. it's his sister. It doesn't make it super clear. Yeah, that it I had, is. she's older than him, and he's yep. a young boy. At the time. She so, was basically a mother figure yeah. to him. So. so I'm giving myself half point there because it was it was three quarters of the way through the movie too when it showed that cutscene. So I get you know I'm giving myself half, and then technically no gods were summoned, which is nope. a major bummer. But that girl's mech suit was kind of like... they cut the church out entirely. Yeah, uh, was there gods in the game? Uh, there's a church that, as I mentioned, is and there's kind of there in the background. The church is uh, like a benign organization throughout the entire thing, except for the fact that they secretly have a militant arm. That if there's they're somewhat secret because if you ask about them, they'll be like they won't deny that they have them, but they'll be like, oh no, they're just like adventure archaeologists. They search for like artifacts of ancient times to secure them because artifacts are a whole thing in the yeah. game that are like ancient powerful and yeah it's just for the good of people but what they don't tell you is that they also murder heretics that on the father kevin yep oh father where art thou murdering (laughs) heretics uh so after the scene where you meet the spot the anime character and there's like explaining hey there's these earthquakes and they're like what dr wiley tells them about the earthquakes how could earthquakes be man be man-made type things and then they go on a quest to solve it and they don't really explain this really well the the three characters you, or four you know at this point in time are at one. It shows two other people just also taking out okay, machines. So every character in that scene is actually a character from the game. Okay, that like a playable or working with or in some at way. Least, at least they're like an NPC. Okay. One of them, them though, the the big guy who you see kicking the machine, I told you to make a note yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah. So his name in the game is Zin, and okay. he is actually a major playable character that's part of the main party. Okay. You wouldn't know that from this because well, he has no lines. He has one scene, and he's literally kicking a piece of metal. And not only that, but he in the game is actually the arch enemy of Walter. Who's Walter? The, the big guy in the suit with the glasses. Oh, okay. And okay. they completely cut him out of that scene with Walter because the actual way that plays out in the game is that he shows up to fight Walter and they're the one because Josh does not show up at, at all part? before the airship. Okay. So he shows up in a major way. They are down there yep. taking out a machine that's causing these. Yep. And Mr. Lanky Wolf himself shows Who's up the dire wolf in the game <laughs> yeah but it's way cooler to call him lanky wolf he's not even like a lanky character which is kind of goofy he's a little tall a, a little but even then he's stocky he's yeah. not he's not jake lanky he's he's like big and he's like a football player but he doesn't like look like your typical strong man but that's absolutely no. what he is yes and that's why he uses his fists with like not not metal knuckles brass knuckles but kind of these metal plates that sit over his hand. Right, and one thing I really like, once again, is the animation for the fight yeah. scenes because his punches look like they 
They he, hurt. he punches air and like does damage with the air that comes off his fist. And one time it almost looks magic-y. There's like a, a yellow glow that he punches out and it's just uh, he's got power. like super martial arts yeah it's just so. pure power um and he shows up and he's he calls them friggin punks and they're <laughs> they're friggin messing with his plans and they're being friggin annoying and stuff and then he that's what it's his word sure game he actually swears so. yeah probably and that's why they had to edit it to friggin Mm-hmm. They could freaking is I don't know. The, the idea behind him is that he talks very informally and yeah. he's very much like looking like he's a typical like punk bully he, sort of character. He does the the very very overused thing in anime. I'm really strong and I know it. Let's see if you're a challenge. Like, oh, I'm just in this for the thrill. I don't mind if I die. I want excitement. And you know, it's it's very so, played up. Yeah, the show uses this as a big action beat. In the game, it's kind of not. You fight okay. the worms. Yep, those big ass sweet. worms. Which uh, what does he say? They'll dissolve you or crush they, they, your heads. They or crush something? you. Yeah, they crush you like a boa constrictor. And they have like these long, like stingy tendrils, and they oh, they look like which uh, are electrified. They looked almost like alien mouths, you know, like from Alien, how they have yep. their, their mouths on the end of tongue electric tongue whips. Yeah, but in the game, you fight the worms. Then Walter just he's like, I don't have time for you, and just kicks the shit out of all of you. <laughs> and <laughs> then then Zin shows up to fight him. Okay. And then when Zin's here, he's like. All right, I'm out. I, I'm not I the lanky wolf. Yep. Okay. So he so, doesn't get defeated there okay. at all. But they're pretty. They're even. You can tell that what yes. they've got going on is a bit. Okay. Yeah. In the in the show that or movie that's gone. But in the yeah in the OVA they fight him. Basically, they get clowned on by him. Estelle yeah, gets oh kicked in God. the stomach real hard. <laughs> the funniest moment in the whole movie. She's like already gotten completely destroyed. She gets up for that typical like. 110 percent punch runs at him jumps does this cool spin and then lands on his boot and just, <laughs> he just sticks his foot out and just catches her on his boot and she goes yep. oh and she falls and dies uh well she doesn't die but she's on the edge he grabs her just one-handed poof off the edge and this is where joshua shows up to save the day which once again does not happen no. in the game and i actually am kind of annoyed by the fact that it happens because the point is that joshua is not supposed in the game Joshua is not a cool loner hero. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he just wants to... He, he thinks he's got this under control. Yeah, he thinks he's the cool... He's too cool for school. But really, he's just out being uh, an ineffectual loser. Perhaps causing Crying about problems. his problems. Yeah. And so, like, this scene very much frames him as, like, here comes the cavalry. Here comes the hero. And he has That's... an unlimited amount of either A, spider webs, B, bat... Uh... I will say his fighting style is really cool. Is it the same so, in the game? Yes. It's very attack he's, on he's a very He's a very like hit and run sort of Actually, character. That's kind um, of exactly what it is. It's very attack on Titan. He uses those things to grab around. Hooks. And he has two swords sticking off his hips like that. <laughs> there's a suit there's a lawsuit here. It's pure from Attack on Titan minus the launcher. There I'm might just, have been some inspiration. I'm just saying, I don't know. It. But in the game, he's kind of like your uh rogue sort of character you know he he does lots of damage but he's kind of fragile if he actually takes a hit Um, which they played up in this a little bit actually he's super fast he's yep he's incredibly quick but if he gets hit it's like oh god now he's bleeding and he has to breathe for a minute uh and they have their fight and it looks like he's gonna get beat but wait unlocked potential now he's a little bit faster for some reason the animation actually makes it look a lot like his ultimate move in the game oh phantom raid where he splits into like a bunch of clones of himself and just murders everything yeah they did that really well because he just became fast it was just like Mm -hmm. oh shit there's a ton of him and he slices uh lanky wolf up yep and lanky wolf gets cut oh my and he would have died and maybe he did die I don't no, know. No, he didn't die. He didn't die. Okay. Because Ren comes in yeah. with her giant robot, Potter Mecca. Mater, 
and they and she lands and basically her and josh have this back and forth where she's like come on let's go it's time to go you're part of us and he's like i will kill you and she's like is that so let me just take my stuff and go. From where I'm standing, I'm the one with the giant robot. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I'm sorry. You're the one who got the shit kicked out of you a few seconds ago. Barely won. And I'm just up here having a good time. Mm-hmm. So she picks up Lanky. She steals the piece of the machine that's very important. Yep. And off she goes. End of scene. Uh, no, not end of scene. Because now the girl, all again, is like, Joshua, come with me for the sixth time. And he's like, my work here is done. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. tuxedo masks out. Yeah, and he just takes off. <laughs> and then Estelle passes out so she can't follow him. No, she was she got she landed on a boot. What do you want from her? That's exhausting. Uh and it moves to okay, now now and that's why uh, that's another one of my problems with this scene, because notice how Joshua acts too school cool for school. Yeah. But when they later reunite later in the game, Joshua's kind of a dork. Yeah. Because that's what Joshua actually is in the game. But because they had to make him show up here, they had to make him act too cool for school yeah. otherwise they would solve the plot of the game because josh would just be like oh estelle whoa i didn't expect <laughs> to run into you here well i guess i'm coming back with you <laughs> question asked and answered let's roll <laughs> uh and this is after the next time you see joshua he's on the ship you, yep well no you see him one more time talking to his crew right yes and then he's on the main ship which is the final so part he's of the telling movie. them like don't follow oh no 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 there is the scene where he raids the base because that, that's actually coming up next because oh. they have like a scene where like this is kind of like an empire strikes back moment for the yeah. heroes they they stopped the earthquakes but they didn't get joshua back the organization has tipped its hand and they're more powerful than they expected and yes and everyone's kind of sad cut to this base on a lake that's an ouroboros base it's actually a dungeon from the game and Joshua is just raiding it with uh, the Capuas. And Don Capua is just blowing shit up with his camera. Yeah, he's just standing there and in every direction he can see, just popping off. And what does that other girl have? Uh, uh, Josette. She, she has, has a gun. Is, 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 is it's it? It's a pistol. Okay, and she's just holding it right out, just gangster style. Yep. And they're murdering everyone. Uh, and then it goes to, this is where it gets dicey. Cause I yeah, was like, so Joshua off. sneaks in while the Capos are making a distraction yeah. and he finds the glorious, which is this giant the uh, red, red airship. It's like the most ultimate size. It's like the shields. Um, what do you call those? The, in, in winter soldier, the big things that the helicarriers, the helicarriers, yeah, it's, basically it's like a helicarrier. It's that, but it also has, which has to be in every Miyazaki machine ever, these little fins that keep it in the air by just floating it's li- funny lazily. because in the game they actually explain how the airships work. Uh, the orbital engines uh, emit an anti-gravity field that basically just makes them float up there. So those wings are even more vestigial. <laughs> so they, they they just they're there. They're just there. But it likes it shows them in the movie. Not the point. They look uh, cool. At least. And he's all like, "Oh God, I yeah, must." So he meets Campanella the fool. Campanella the fool. Which one was that? The guy with the red suit. Oh, okay. Yes. Kind of uh, gender ambiguous, actually. Just, yeah, they give it, they give it a very uh, womanesque voice, but yes, you have no idea what's going. on. He barely on. gets anything to do in this OVA. He's yeah. in like this one scene and one a little later where he just says, "Hi, I'm here." <laughs> in the game, he is a very interesting character. He's basically like Deadpool, where he has no reverence toward anything that's going on or the fourth wall. So he's just he just comes into scenes and he's just like. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> what do you want? I'm, I'm ready. At one time, you get a cutaway scene to uh, a bunch of like Ouroboros people talking and having a meeting. Yep. And Campanella's there. And after the scene's over, Campanella looks toward the camera and he's like, what the hell are you doing here? I didn't invite you. And then it cuts off. <laughs> and this end of thing. All right. You're going to have to walk me through the next scenes because I was full on dozing off at this point. Not because of the movie. It's because of the one beer I had. Don't oh. judge me. Um <laughs> 
I can't remember what happens after he sees the ship. Okay, okay. So they have a bit of a. This is where Lowe shows up. And this is about halfway through the movie. We're about halfway. Mm Because when I was fast forwarding through, the big fight happens like 15 minutes. Yeah, that's about the midpoint. So, yes, continue. So they, um, it's on the bad guy, on the glorious, and this is where Lowe is introduced, and he's basically like talking to. Oh, they've abducted the girl. They haven't abducted her yet. Okay, okay, okay. Continue. You missed a whole bunch. Yeah, apparently. You must have missed a whole bunch when you were asleep. Keep going. So they, uh, yeah, they're basically like, all right, let's move on with the gospel plan. Uh, Ren shows back up and is like, hey, you didn't tell me Josh was going to be here. Oh, and okay. Like, I remember this. And I'm like, did you keep that from me on purpose? And at this point, Lowe says something that's pretty important. It's like, Legion can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually true in the game. The Ouroboros okay. is a very loose organization. While the Anguis are above the, the Enforcers, the Enforcers have the freedom to choose what they want to do. and what, Which is why, even though Joshua's been doing this, he would be welcomed back to the organization. If he walked Because in. he has the freedom to just do whatever he wants. Oh, okay. I was actually a little curious about that. Like, he's clearly a traitor, but he's not yet. Until he actually does something, he's not a traitor. Is that kind of how it goes? Like until No, actually... even if he were to act against the organization, if he wanted to come back, they'd let him back. <laughs> Just be like, all right, you're in. Okay. Because freedom is something that's held very highly as like a value of the organization, which makes them kind of interesting as a Well, an so that, that was what I was going to say later. Well, I'll wait till we get abducted, to talk, till the girl gets abducted to talk about that. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. So um, this is where they put the idea into Ren's head that she should kidnap uh, Estelle because okay. they're like, well, he, he won't go because he seems more interested in Estelle than actually coming back to the organization. And they're like... What if Estelle joined the organization? <laughs> oh. And then blah, Ren's blah, like, blah. all right, I got a plan. Uh, then it cuts to... Also, good news for anyone keeping up with me. The comic book store I sent Jake to to grab those two comics has them both. Nice. Tons of them. So I win. Nice. Continue. So they go to uh, Roland, which is another town. Yes. And in this town, there's a weird fog and everyone's fallen asleep. Like everyone's asleep in the streets. I must have put you to sleep too. Oh, no, no. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Everyone's passed out. They're like on their table, just leaning on yep. the, the, di- the, okay. Yeah. I remember that. And, and they're, they're in the woods and the woods are like really confusing and like, they're like going in circles and fighting mist monsters. You see the, the, the lovers uh, thing tied around a stick. They're like, haven't we been here five times? Yep. Okay. I'm remembering. And they're fighting mist monsters. And then they get to this big tree, which has the uh, thing eye. on it. It's, it's not an eye, but it's... So it's called the it's called the gospel in the game, which the okay. titular gospel of the gospel plan. It's a special black ornament that has weird powers. Okay, so it's it's a magic-y thing yep. slash science-y thing. It's the MacGuffin. The MacGuffin, okay. Yeah. Um, and I remember this part. This is where she gets abducted. They don't... No, no. Damn it. The tree does a thing. Yes. And they all pass out. Oh. And they're all stuck in a dream. And you don't see anyone else's dream but Estelle's, which is true in the game as well. Okay. And in Estelle's dream, she's back home, and her father is there. Okay, this is where I was asleep. The gas put me out. The tree magicked me into a lull. Okay, continue. (laughs) So her father is there, but her mother is also there. And that's significant because, and they haven't established this at all in the OVA, Mm. her mother is dead before the start of the game. She dies during the Hundred Days' War when... Which they talk about later. Towards the end of the Hundred Days' War, when Erebonia is on the retreat, they shell the town of Roland and attack the clock tower. Even though it's not a strategic target, they do it just to try and demoralize Liberal. Mm -hmm. And Estelle happens to be with her mother in the clock tower when it gets shelled by Erebonian artillery. The mother shields Estelle with her body and gets killed in the process. Okay, which, pretty classic story. 
Now this this is like Estelle's origin story. This is what causes her to become a bracer. And it's not quite what you'd think. Like she's not like I want revenge on Aramonia for what they did to my mother. Mm. Because Estelle and he may have gotten this. Estelle's just the nicest person ever. Yeah, all she wants to do is be with Joshua. That's all. I just want to be happy with my Josh. So the way she took it is what my mom did was awesome. Like we had no <laughs> costume. Like at gr- Giving the ultimate price herself, she protected me. I want to be able to protect people the way she did. Okay, that's So that's how she takes it, and that's what leads to her becoming the person she is. It's like the exact opposite of Josh's. Mm -hmm. Actually, it is, which we'll get to in a minute. It is the exact opposite. Which is actually made as a theme in the game, like how people deal with trauma. It's like the power of friendship is a big thing, but it's it's less like schmaltzy, like, oh, your friends will be together with you and you can overcome anything. More like, no, if you go through some serious shit, you can pull through it with support. Okay. You need support. And she had her dad and she had Charizard. You know what? It's a like, Charizard. It's Charizard. a very Batman-esque th- th- theme. Anytime we're talking about this, put mm-hmm. it into comic book terms for me. I'll follow you to the end. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, Batman thinks he can do it without the Bat family. Turns out, he can't. It's the whole reason he made the Bat family. He needed it. Right, and Joshua thinks he can do it without the Bat family. <laughs> Estelle, <laughs> yeah. Estelle knows that she needs the Bat family, and she loves the Bat family. Josh is basically Jason Todd, and everyone hates him, and <laughs> he turns out to be a murderer just like Red Hood. He's he, that's what it's exactly who he is. Yeah. All right. Anyways, thank you for for parlaying that into so, what I would understand. So Estelle in this dream in in this dream world, her mother is still alive. Okay. And when she sees her mother, she turns back into a kid and she starts kind of accepting the dream world, but she feels that something's missing. And she she's going through a room that's a storage room. Mm-hmm. In the game, you know that it was supposed to be like that. That's like Joshua's room, but okay. because he never shows up in this dream world. He's she... not there, and it's just a storage room. Okay. And they're like, and he's looking around, and she finds the harmonica. The golden harmonica. She starts trying to play the song that Joshua's always playing, which the OVA translates as Where the Stars Are. The game translates as Whereabouts of Light. Both good titles. Mm-hmm. I'll take them both. Anyways. When she plays the song, it has her transition back to adult Estelle, and she remembers everything and remembers that it's a dream. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the game uh, where she confronts the vision of her mother and because and like it's basically just her head version of what her mother is. Mm -hmm. But because of that, it's like very they have like this good conversation about, okay, this is who I am now. This is what I need to do. It gives her closure with her mother and she decides like. Well, I'd love to be able to stay here and be with you. That's not who I am now. I need to go forward. I need to do what I need to do and protect people. And I need to bring back Joshua. And And her mother's like, good for you, Estelle. You've grown. (laughs) I love that. Here's the door. Here's how you get out. And then she leaves and wakes up on her own. You find that Sherazard's also woken up on her own, but you don't see what she went through. You just know that. And they encounter the enforcer there, which is Luciola, the... uh, I can't remember what they call it in the OVA. It's the bewitching bell in the... Okay. And she she has a history with Sherazard, which is actually touched on, because Sherazard was with a circus troupe who Luciola was part of as well, and she killed the leader of the troupe. Sherazard <laughs> did? No, Luciola Oh, did, okay. I was like, what? Who was like a father figure to Sherazard. Okay, so. Jesus. <laughs> but they don't really go any more into detail on that in the they OVA. They just give you the little touch. And Luciola is like, I'm impressed that you were able to wake up on your own. Good for you, and leaves. All right, so how close are we to uh, getting abducted? Getting abducted? That's the next thing that happens. All right, so I only felt... I missed one scene. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to watch it again once later tonight. I only missed one scene. Continue on. 
All right. So at this point, because they're back in their hometown, Estelle's mm-hmm. staying in her own house. She's the only one there. Because her dad is actually a major character in the game, but he only basically shows up to say hi in the dream sequence. Yeah, yeah. But in the game, he is the uh, brigadier general of LeBurl. So okay. he is a very important military figure, which is why he's not around. Okay, that makes very sense. Very much. Because um, there's the, the the times of peace are at an end or something. So he's busy there's t- taking there's some care tension, of that. Yeah. Yeah, he's and there was also, they mentioned it very briefly in passing back in the scene with uh, where they meet Ren, uh-huh. that there was a coup d'etat that happened. That was the entire plot of the first game. Oh, okay. Where this guy, Colonel Richard, um, who is the head of the intelligence division in the army, he tries to engineer a bunch of like false flag crimes for him to swoop in and solve at the end. And you're basically going through trying to learn how to be a bracer. So you're, you keep tailing onto these crimes and you follow them most of the way through until Richard swoops in at the end and solves them. And he's been doing this to garner a whole bunch of goodwill and get the public opinion on his side so that he can have a bloodless coup of LeBurl. Okay. Um, because the queen is trying to promote a diplomatic approach to dealing with Arabonia. But he remembers the Hundred Days War. He fought in it and believes that Arabonia could become aggressive again and that there's nothing that LeBurl could do to stop it this time. Like, they barely got out of the Hundred Days War intact. Mm-hmm. And so he's a, he's terrified that there's going to be an Arabonian invasion. He wants to strengthen the military. The queen doesn't want to strengthen the military. She wants to employ diplomacy. So he's trying to engineer a bloodless coup. So um, he becomes in charge. So that he basically forced the queen to abdicate the throne to her brother, who is kind of a dingus. Yep. The brother, he, Richard talks the brother into helping and... Richard would basically be a puppet ruler. Richard would strengthen the military. And Weissman, the bad guy that I mentioned, uh, whispered into his ear that there's a special weapon hidden below the uh, the castle. Mm-hmm. And remember that giant robot the, yeah, that you said yeah. looks significant? Uh, well, it turns out there wasn't a weapon. There was just that giant robot. It's like this white sort of yeah, it's big... Called, oh, sorry. It's called the Reverie. Okay. And that's like the main thing you fight in the first game. It's the final boss of the first game. Uh, in this in this movie, it's literally like Joshua's walking and he walks right past it, and it's all beat up and shit. And I'm like, oh, tu- that looks cool. It turns like Richard is expecting that he'll find a nuke below the castle or something that yeah. he can hold over Arabonia and use it to keep them from attacking. Yeah. But instead, he finds this robot which is guarding a seal, which unseals a big thing that causes a big problem later. But it's all according to Weissman's plan. So that entire plot relegated to one line and just the just day. just kind of slid on. Richard by. never shows, but because of Richard's uh, treason uh-huh. and the intelligence division disappearing, uh, the Estelle's father, uh, Brigadier General Cassius Bright, which is a pretty awesome name, that is a great name. He's called back out of retirement to take up his position again and get the military in order because it's just been devastated by this massive scandal okay okay that makes sense so uh, that's what he's dealing with jesus this so there's a lot to play in. i won't let even me know let me put let me put game. it this way let me put it this way so the thir- first three games have a higher word count than the entirety of game of thrones seriously song of ice and fire and in the games in the games holy shit how long this is an 80 game? minute ova yeah how long are the games um, each one is at least 40 hours. Okay, that makes more sense why this feels so chopped and screwed. Yep. Jeez. We're getting Last Airbender. I don't think this is as bad as The Last Airbender, no. but we're getting Last Airbender a bit here. Yeah, and I guess without having... Like, right down to names being pronounced weird. You know, the only difference between this and Last Airbender is that The Last Airbender was bad for everyone. 
Mm-hmm. This one's just bad for people who follow the games aggressively. As a non-game guy, it was entertaining. And it oh, shows good. you some cool shit. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, she gets abducted. Yep, because she gets a letter. She thinks it's from Joshua. Yeah. It t- calls her out to this tower. She goes there. With Tita, who we haven't mentioned at all, but nope. she's not doesn't really do anything in this. She's except, a little girl. She, yeah, she yeah. shoots Walter with a rocket launcher, which <laughs> is right. rad. He just looks up, it hits him square in the face. He starts bleeding, and he's just like, "I'm gonna kill you." Yeah, in the game, she just has like a ridiculous amount of guns for like no reason. It's never adequately explained. She just has like a Gatling she's gun. Just a gun. Actually, yeah. in the opening sequence, it shows her with a Gatling gun. It shows her with yep. a. Like nine-barreled rotating Gatling gun. Yeah, she just, just has that, and that's when when when, when uh, we started laughing because all of the like most iconic weapons are just kind of put right on display. Just mm-hmm. like here's all the people with their stuff. But she doesn't really do anything super important. No, just understand that she's a friend of Estelle's. Yeah. So she goes to this tower. She goes to the tower. She sees what she thinks is Joshua, but it's not. It's a puppet. She chase. Well, yeah, she's chasing it. Josh, Joshua. Josh! And because of that, she gets separated from Tita. Yep. Gets up she on gets the up to the roof, roof. And all of a sudden, it just falls apart. Yep. And then Ren's there and is like, you done, you done <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> what, are you, what are you, dumb idiot? You stupid, dumb little girl. And she's like, I'm older than you. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, that would have been <laughs> and awesome. And she's like, yes, but I have a giant robot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, do you remember this thing? Scoops her up, takes off. Uh, and it takes her to the, or no, it knocks her out and she wakes up in the room. She wakes up in the glorious. Yeah. yeah she, and she wakes up she's like, Oh, what's happening? And there's Ren just sitting in a Having chair. a tea party. Yeah. Just, and she's holding the harmonica, like taunting. Yeah. Me, like, like, Oh, this is a pretty cool little thing. You and got then here. Estelle does something that's kind of out of character from what she is in the game where she's just like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of this little girl. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> because as I said in the game, Estelle's nice to everyone, yes. even if they're bad guys. And like immediately upon seeing Ren, she's not like, this is a bad guy I need to beat. And like, what happened to make you this way? I yep. need to help you. Yep. And then she uh, flaunts the thing. They have a little conversation, uh, which leads them. Why are they walking down the hallway? I kind of forgot how that. Oh, because like happened. you know, uh, Ren's kind of giving her the pitch. Like, yeah. Like here, this is Ouroboros. This is what we got. Check out all these robots yeah. here. We could wipe Liberal and Arabonia off the map. Right that's now, right. Yeah. And we're that... gonna do that. So you want to be on the winning side, right? <laughs> yeah. Come on, join us. Everything will work out fine. And at this point, this is where I'm going to talk in a minute, is the most um, villainous part. as far Because the rest of it's just like mysterious bad guys doing mysterious bad things. This is just up front. Yeah, we're going to destroy everyone. Get used mm-hmm. to it, punk. You friggin' punks. You, friggin and, punks. Uh, you don't hear friggin' anymore. Ren doesn't yeah, say no. friggin' punks. Walter's out of this movie. Lanky so. Wolf is the only guy who says friggin'. It's just more funny for me <laughs> that way. And then um, she she basically taunts her back to, uh, the main girl taunts Ren back and this pisses her right off and she quick conjures her oh no 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 we're not there yet what that was I okay th- th- we will go we'll get there okay but no this is where Lo shows up oh okay who on stream I have a tendency to refer to as Larry and I almost referred to him as that and <laughs> you wanted to um, because in the first game he's helping Richard under the disguise of uh, first Lieutenant Lawrence or mm. second Lieutenant Lawrence. Mm-hmm. So from that point on, I just always called he him just Larry. With it. And he never stops being Larry. So this is where me. it takes the turn. This is three quarters of the way through the movie, and this is where it takes a slight adjustment from pure evil villains to like almost understandable villains. Right, because Lowe shares his backstory he about what happened. He explains why Josh. So he tells her he's like, if you knew the truth about me and Josh. Uh, it, you would turn pale white or something like this. And she's, she's like, like, I warn you, it's going to yeah. be dark. Yeah, she's like, I can handle it. He's like, are you sure? Yeah, no, I can. 
all right. And he tells the story about how they're in town. Town gets just overrun by these, uh, uh, what do you call them? The just army they call them night raiders but in the game there's a special term for them they're called jaegers oh okay which attack on Titan. yeah that would be <laughs> but, um, you know, i'm just saying i don't know i don't no, know um so they're but no the the jaeger cores are uh, mercenaries that are not the bracers guild that do not have a code of conduct okay so they'll do and anything it, it shows them pretty fucked up too they have crazy faces they're shooting everyone and they're they're illegal in the kingdom of liberal because liberal is very pro bracer so yeah. jaegers go home yes but jaegers are also not only are they uh immoral mercenaries but they're also the best of the best you like you can't call yourself a if you're calling yourself a Jaeger core that means that you are claiming to be a huge badass. Yeah, you're you're number one because they have another term for it, which is Jaeger dropouts, which are mercenary groups that claim to be Jaeger cores but aren't quite like haven't actually done anything to earn it, and they're just like, oh, fine, you go away. Uh, so but anyway, the Jaegers show yeah, up. It shows at them this during the 100 Day War. Before uh, the 100 before day. Before the 100 This is the inciting incident. Yes, this is when everything's going up. And these people are just, these Jaegers are tearing shit up, killing people. Yep. Uh, Josh and his mom, or his sister, his sister are walking through, and these people show up, and they, they gun her. Did they gun her or slice her? They slice her. They slice her in the back. And she's like, ah! And he's crying, and the dog runs and jumps on him, and they John Wick the dog. They yep. shoot it in the stomach, and it even shows the poor puppy, like, bleeding yep. out. It It's not, like... It's suggestive at all. It's right in front of your face. This this, uh, this scene's actually probably my favorite in the OVA just because of how well done it is. Yeah, you see. Because he gives a bit of an opening narration. Like, Lowe gives a narration to kind of set it up. But after this, it's all just, like, silence and music with yeah. an occasional sound effect to punctuate it. Just, you see you see the shots. You see her go down. You see the dog go crazy, go down. You see right. Lowe fighting. He's with, trying to fight, but yeah. he's gotten separated from Joshua yeah. and, and his does sister. he have a sword? He yeah, does have a yeah. sword. And he's fighting, and he's doing well. He's winning. And then you see Joshua, uh, like standing there crying, and then someone pulls the gun on him. So he well, he first first he, he goes he grabs a stick and stabs the guy who's like standing over yeah. his sister. And pales him. In Other the guy chest. pulls a gun, holds it to him. He grabs the gun off the guy on the ground yeah. and shoots him. Yeah, he goes full murderous rage for like two. This is this is the exact opposite of the other girl. His right. straight thought is revenge. I'm killing everybody. Mm-hmm. And her thought was like, hey, I can help people. My mommy helped me. I can help everybody. So it just. Completely polar opposites. And it kind of implies slash tells you for the next X amount of years, this is what they did. Right. This is Lowe's origin story because mm-hmm. he went to, he tried to go to the governments of both Arabonia and Liberal. Arabonia is like, because uh, this was a false flag mm. caused by Arabonian war hawks to basically incite the war so that they had pretense to invade Liberal. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the war, when Liberal, they actually explain how Liberal gets the upper hand on Arabonia in the games. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes apparent that this war isn't just going to end quickly for Arabonia, Arabonia just like officially issues like, okay, we're sorry, we made a mistake. This war was a mistake. We're done. Mm-hmm. And they call they call a truce, a ceasefire. Yep. Okay. And that's why the war only lasts a hundred days. But they don't they don't publicly admit to destroying the village, which is called Harmel in the uh, OVA, but Hamel in the game. Hamel. Yep. Um. Um. Okay. And like, uh, Lo goes to the government and is like, "What the hell's with that?" Arabonia is like, "We took care of it." Liberal's like, "We don't talk about it. <laughs> so, you, you just, in fact, you're inconveniencing us by being here. Don't talk about yeah. that shit." Because part of the agreements of the truce is that neither government is going to acknowledge what happened to Hamel. Just throw it out the window. Yep, just and this, bury it. And this is what gives it. The kind of, official story is that it uh, was destroyed in a landslide. Th- this is what gives it kind of the like. Okay, I can understand why you'd want to destroy everyone. Moment. 
Yeah, doesn't he's, ra- make it he's okay. raging against the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make it okay, but uh, it, it makes you understand, like, oh, this this guy in particular hasn't done anything crazy from what we've seen. He obviously has. He's just like fighting for his right to party. Mm-hmm. So you you kind of enjoy that. Then he makes the girl give. He makes Ren give her back the harmonica. Yep. Give it back. It's not yours. You bad. And then she hands it <laughs> over. She's kind of annoyed about this too. She makes she, a face. Yeah, she's a little pissed off. She hands it over. Words are exchanged. I don't remember exactly what pisses Ren off. What what is it that's Okay, now there? Ren the like Lowe's like Ren take her back to the room. Yes. Like like Estelle tries to attack Lo, but yeah. Lo just parries it with his sword no, and just appears. It, yeah, it does it just like she swings and... as hard as she can and just goes flying in a golden flash. He's and like, then it you're just shows. Rambunctious. Go yeah, back it just, to your room. yeah, that's exactly what he says. And his his sword is just hanging there, and you're like, "Well, that was fast." And then Ren is taking her back to the room, and like, because Estelle gave this whole speech to Lo, like, you know, what happened to you was shitty, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like that. Like, you don't have to condemn everyone for what happened to you. We can make this better. We can make this right. You can't lose hope in that. And Lo is just kind of like. Yeah, whatever you say. That's easy to say, but you haven't experienced what I have. And but so Ren is talking to her about that. And Ren's like, how can you how can you say, just say stuff like that? Because I've seen the reality and it's not like that. How can you still hold on to hope knowing everything that, you know, seeing everything that you've seen? And Estelle's just like, you know, that's just what I do. And <laughs> that's where Ren pulls the scythe. She's like, OK, well, well, do you still have hope when you're seconds away from death? Yeah. And it's just like inst- the scythe is three times bigger than Ren is and it mm-hmm. conjures instantly and she calls herself. She even says what her name is before she starts crying. So hold on. So Which in the, in the, in the show, it's uh, um, the angel of extermination. Yes. In the game, it's the much more metal angel of slaughter. That is hardcore, but the angel of extermination sounds more calming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's like the grim reaper esque uh, character. And right. so she, she says that, yeah, you're an inch from death. They call me the angel of extermination and, and uh why i can the main girl's name estelle estelle i just that's the only one i'm not holding lanky wolf all day but estelle (laughs) just is fleeting estelle just grabs her and hugs her and she's just like well why are you doing this why are you hugging me and the scythe falls and it disappears because it's magic uh and it's kind of like a slight i I don't know if that for how the games play out later but it kind of seems like for a moment that uh ren might become a good guy Mm-hmm. I don't know if she does. Don't tell me. We don't have to talk about the third game. Okay. Because this, this is all second movie. Yep. Or second game. The whole movie is second game. The whole movie is second game, Okay. Yes. So you kind of get the impression of that, like, that's all Ren needed. She's a little impressionable girl who's being, not bu- pushed around, but who's just following whatever the organization's telling her. You and get this, some You get some quick flashes that something pretty horrible's probably happened to her. Yeah. And that Joshua saved her from whatever it was. Yeah. And that's why she's loyal to the organization. Yep. And uh, so that was a nice moment. That was, and, and that's the end of that. The scene. game does, in fact, go into much more detail on what exactly happened to her. And uh, you'll be thankful not to know what yeah, happened to her. It's rapey. Okay, so... It's not good, and she's hardcore, and that's why she exterminates slash slaughters everyone. Yep. Is she really murdery in the games? Super murdery. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so she's she's a murder train. Yep, she is like she is the person the organization sends if they want to cause maximum collateral damage. <laughs> like, and does she always use her mecha suit, or does she use her scythe? She uses the scythe and the mech. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's awesome. Um, and then uh, that scene's over, and explosions are happening, right? 
Right, because Joshua has now infiltrated the glory. But you don't know it's Joshua. You know it's Ren Joshua. knows it's Joshua. Yeah. She's immediately like, oh, Joshua's here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, explosions. I wonder what's going on. It's Josh, guys. And uh, Josh is going to shut down the main engines and you know completely take down the ship. And he goes to do it, and all of a sudden, boop, there's low. There actually is a really cool line here in the game that isn't in the OVA, because in the game... Joshua confronts Lowe first and he's like, Lowe's like, do you really think that you can beat me in a one-on-one fight? And Joshua's like, no, that's why I sabotaged all the engines. So you can either fight me and you'll probably win or you can go and fix that. Yeah. And Lowe's just like, I'll get an engineer to do it. Oh, I sabotaged all of them in a different, unique way. So you're going to need to figure this out yourself. And then he pulls out the, uh, yeah, he pulls out his clicker and just poof. And then you just see explosion, 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 explosion all the way down the ship. Uh, and there, uh, and then, then there's a nice, there's a really good sword fight. Yeah, really good fight scene. Golden Sword versus Attack on Titan. Yep. And they, his Golden Sword looks sick. Uh, Lowe's sword. Mm. It, do, do they explain why they appear out of nowhere? Is that magic or is that technology? Uh, they explain it by saying that they are weapons that are under the influences of the divergent laws. Yeah. And they never explain what the divergent <laughs> laws are. Moving on. It's actually a big point <laughs> of speculation. <laughs> so maybe the next game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the next game you said comes out this year? Yes, in September in Japan. Yeah. Are you going to buy it and play it? Like, this series is seven games deep. No, no, no. It's more than seven games deep. And we're on two, so. Jesus. Are, are you going to play it? Are you going to buy it? Uh, I would if I could speak Japanese. Oh, so when it comes out in Japan, it only comes out in Japanese. Yep. So and then you've got to wait for them usually about a year to come out. Right. And there's holes in this, too, because we have one, two, three, mm-hmm. not four and five. Yeah. Six, seven. <laughs> And maybe not eight when it comes not out. Not eight, which is already out, and not nine. Jesus. Which is the one coming out. Okay. So, yeah, there's a lot and of We're ones. on two right now, so <laughs> in this OVA. Yeah. So, it, uh, anyways, it happens, uh, and they have their awesome sword fight, and he, and then Ren, or not Ren, sorry, Estelle comes out, and he's like, you realize that if we're here fighting and this goes down, she dies too. And he's like, oh, I guess I did. This is where Joshua kind of just acts like a huge dork. Like, Estelle, what? Yeah. What, what the <laughs> shit? This is totally against my plans. I had everything worked out. And he's like, huh, what to do? And this is when all of the bad guys flood the deck for some reason. Instead of tending to the explosions, they're flooding the deck. And they come out, and uh, you can clearly see that Josh is outnumbered. His, mm-hmm. This is this is over. I mean, he would have lost the low anyways, but he's, this is over. And Josh he, was like, don't worry. I got a plan. Yeah, he pulls the typical Aladdin, do you trust me? And he mm-hmm. reaches down and he grabs her and he runs towards the edge and Lowe's like, how unexpected! Like, he's completely incredulous, which kind of caught you. How would this ever happen? Run, jump off the edge of the ship. Not to mention the ship is incredibly huge and if you tried to jump off the edge, you're hitting any number of side Well, he does. He bounces off one <laughs> yeah. of the, like, uh, weird propeller thingies. He but he his... does it He does it stylishly. Like, yeah, he actually, well, yeah. like, springs off he's of it. He's badass Josh, you know. Yeah. He's yeah. got a system here. He plinkles his way down the ship and is just flying through the air. And it turns out his super awesome bandit ship is waiting for him. And they kind of try to show it like the ship is also in free fall and then it stops really quick to catch him. Actually, the falling scene is really well animated. Yeah. Oh, it looked great. It was like the the background sunset type scene mm-hmm. looked like some of the most realistic animation in the whole show, like movie. It was wonderful. Uh, the, the ship like is falling with them, catches them, and then they, they take off and yay, we're saved. And Josh is like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Still's so like, we're together forever. And he's like, yeah and it just shows the uh what did you call it the gospel the red ship what's that called the The glorious the glorious just flying away still 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 not going down it's just fine 
Yeah, in the game, Joshua was like, he knew that they could fix the engine. It was just a distraction to the, they could escape. Okay, so, so he knew about Estelle the whole time. Uh, he did not know Estelle was there. Oh. But, like, he was planning to take down the whole ship. Yes. And die with it. Okay. But when Estelle's there, he alters his plan. Okay, okay. So that they, is that is true to the game. They, they land on the ship and happily ever after-ish. I mean, clearly not happily ever after. The ish, at the very ending, you, Low is very confident. He's like, "Okay, you fucked with me, but I know I'm gonna. I know I've got this under control." Josh is very like, "All right, I had to run away, but you didn't kill me or her, so we're cool." And she's like, "Yay, Josh is back! Woo!" Doesn't he agree to stay with her? Isn't that like the last line or something? Yeah, in the game, it's a very, it's a kind of like a ten minute scene where they have to do a lot of convincing and sorting out their emotional baggage, and it's extremely emotional, mm-hmm. widely considered to be one of the best scenes in the series. And the game is just like, you're with me now, yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah, we did. You know that whole movie I've been asking you to be with me over and, and over because it because you haven't seen Joshua for the entirety of the game up to this point. There's a lot of build up to this, so it's yeah. a very big emotional payoff. The OVA didn't quite have time for that, so... No, it doesn't have time for anything. It's 80 minutes for a 40-hour game. Yeah. No, um... But, so that's the whole movie in a nutshell slash not really in a nutshell fully fleshed out. I will say, to touch on the early po- earlier point, so when was the last time you saw this? Uh, last time I saw this was maybe about six months ago. Okay, so it wasn't super fresh for you. Was I was it- also drinking at the time. So. Yeah, that's true. And was that the first time you'd seen it? Uh, yes. Okay, so how does it play for... I saw it as, after having played the games. So. As a fan of the game, how does it play for you? It's really frustrating. <laughs> because a lot... It, well, it does do a lot of the good scenes from it. Yeah. The I'm always thinking about it, like, what would someone who has not played the game think when they come yes. in here? And I'm thinking, like, like, it really doesn't do a good job of introducing the characters. And I feel like a lot of these scenes work a lot better when you understand all of the players yeah. in play. Because the game takes a lot of time to set up characters, to set up things. It's very complicated, very intricate. And I do think it was necessary for them to simplify for it, but it's really frustrating when I look at the scene and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of there emotionally, but I think it's only because I'm bringing in outside knowledge. Yeah. So that actually brings me to where I'm really curious about you being that person that I'm always thinking about who's just going to be completely <laughs> lost. How did you feel about so, it? So right from the get-go, I think I said it at the beginning, super confused. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Mouth roofied? What is going on? And then explosion and horse robot. And it just, it happens. The one issue I have with the whole movie is timing. Everything is just happening. The pacing? Yeah, yeah it's just, oh, sorry, pacing's, yeah, the pro- more proper term. The pacing is just very sporadic and they don't give you enough backup because I kind of think they assume you know the games to some degree. Yes, I so, think that's true. But with that being said, that's if I never knew it was a game at all. Mm-hmm. If this was, hey, check out this movie based off a game, it did do enough for me to be interested about the games. The characters, as far as like their fighting and stuff, was cool enough. The overall story of bringing down an evil organization is good in every format ever. And, um, well, it made Joshua seem way cooler than he is. Or uh, from what it sounds like from what you've told me about the game. So, I, I mean, you know, I wouldn't watch it again. Mm. I'm not. That's not a slam towards the thing. It's just like, yeah, I got what I needed from it. It's, it's it's not like, oh, I'm going to watch this, I'm going to play the game, I'm going to watch it again, I'm going to play the next game. It was more so just like, okay, that that introduced me to something. Let me go see what it actually offers. That's pretty That's pretty cool. I can talk about a few other things that like disappoint me from the game. And a lot of it's just like, 
tone differences, which I think are kind of necessary. Like, um, like one thing is, as I said, the game's very like political, leans more yeah. on the political end. This doesn't touch. So on you that. have a lot of, you have a lot of like second guessing characters and their motivations. One thing it really does is it uh, plays up the fact that anyone could be an Ouroboros enforcer. Yes. So you're second guessing like every character. Are they secretly an enforcer? Yeah. Oh, but, because they have the freedom to do whatever the hell they want. And they're kind right. of trying to take oh, like, stuff Yeah, over. Like an enforcer could be like a high up government official. They yeah. could, they could be anything. It, it it started off with this political uh, sort of like background with the opening scene. It's very Game of Thronesy. Like here's the different sections of land. They went through a war. People, you know, this one government took over. Everyone's ha- like it did start with that. It's just during the movie, it never comes back to it. Right, which I also think is a shit. I actually have a problem with the opening crawl because I think that if they were going to go on something that's more focused on the characters and doing their moments, there's actually a scene from the first game that I think they should have just done instead of the opening crawl. Because you barely need to know about the Hundred Days War to get what's going on. Yeah, yeah. It's an extremely important part of the game. Yeah. But you don't need to know about the Hundred Days War. You don't really need to know about Orbments. You well, you experience the Hundred Day War in the game, right? The first game has the war? Or no, no. The, war the first is game, it is always ten years after the war. That's okay, okay, okay. Got it. But the first game, you're dealing with kind of in the aftermath where this one colonel is like... Being an ass, yeah. Yeah, because he's afraid of uh, Erebonian ingre- aggression. Once again, he's a very good character, too, and I'm yeah. sad that he's not I think, around. So at, hearing the spoilers, my biggest regret is... Or biggest regret. My biggest issue... Uh, worry, is that Father whatever, Kevin doesn't show up? Is A, that Father <laughs> Kevin doesn't show up, but B, that all of the characters don't get their due. Mm-hmm. For example, the machine kicker. Lin? Shin? Zin. Zin? I was so close with that. Just one more guess. Uh, Zin's fight scene with that, I think, would have been way better than what they did with Yeah, Walter killed Zin Sensei in a duel, and he never said why. <gasps> oh. <sighs> um, By the way, say his name proper next time. Lanky Wolf. Lanky Wolf. <laughs> uh, he, um. he, so that fight scene would have been cool. Like Stuff like that where it's just like, in passing... Or why the hell are you showing me this cool destroyed white what robot? Like, why does that exist in the OVA? That's basically in, just, in, hey, it's that thing. Yeah, like, that is 100% just for people who recognize it. Otherwise, I have to watch a scene of a guy walk through a room with just that robot in it. It's not like he's strolling down the hallway. They make sure you see it dead center frame. They like, do have the remains of that robot in the base when you go there in the game. So. Yeah, and that's but, cool, but that's also, you've played the game built it up. This is in the movie just for a quick passerby. Like, yep. you're like, Oh, is that going to come into play? Did that already come into play? What did they do? You don't, it's just, but there, I, I immediately was like, oh, that thing looks cool. And you were like, I know about the game. So I kept everything to myself because I was going to ask you, what's it for? But yeah, that was a thing is that instead of doing the opening crawl, there's one scene in the game that I think they really should have opened on because I think it would have done a lot more to establish thing. And it's the very first scene of the game. Mm. And man, if I have my Steam here, I could actually probably show you it. No, yeah, I, like I mean, I, mean, I have Steam. Steam. We could log in. We probably later. find it on my Twitch, but still. True. Um, but the opening scene of the game starts with a young Estelle. And her father, Cassius, is bringing home, like, a beaten-up Joshua Mm -hmm. to them. And that scene actually does a lot of things. First, it establishes the tone of the game and tells you who the major characters are going to be. Mm -hmm. Second, it establishes very early on what the dynamic between Estelle and Joshua is. Mm -hmm. So if you'd had that where it shows them meeting as kids... As opposed to... And then immediately cut to the mouth, Rufy scene. And you're like, whoa, what happened here? Yeah. 
what did I miss? And then you lead into. I think that would have been a better lead into the OVA than. Yeah, you take that movie did. and stretch it to two hours, and you. But then it's not no longer an OVA. Then it's a full fledged. No, I, I wasn't saying stretching it. Do that no, instead no, of the opening yeah. text crawl. But I'm or saying not, it's not even a text crawl. It's just a narration. And then but. I'm saying for for my sake of of characters getting more introduction, you take the one hour twenty minutes, stretch it to two. That kind of puts the budget up and takes it out of an OVA range. Uh, and you've got yourself a party because it was cool. It was very cool and enough for me to be interested. Hmm. I'll give it that. I'll give it a. I'll give it. Yeah, a, then I guess it works on that level. For some, but again, I had you there, not coaching me along, but as like support for trust me, it's a good game. So you had me there, just thinking like. <laughs> I tried to get as take, little of my opinion yeah. of the game as I could, or as little of my opinion of the OVA as yeah. I could. I think the games are excellent. Yeah. I think the OVA is not as excellent. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought you liked the movie going into it, so hmm. that's kind of funny to hear. Um, it, it, it's it's. I, I think you were right in having a fear that it would turn people off because without having someone, if I found, if I Googled, you know, like if you video just saw game, this on Hulu and yeah. like, and you're recommended, and like this seems neat. Yeah, I would have like probably been turned off by it and not even looked it up to know what anything about it. <laughs> but if I Googled video game movies, watched it, it would be enough for me to be like, hey. Let me check this game out. Okay. That's what I'll give it. Um, all right. Um, yeah, we're we're at pretty long, so let's wrap it up there. I have two questions. All right. One, is John Dies at the End a good comparison to this of like, it shows you a cool thing from the source, but does not do it justice? I would actually say that, yeah, it probably occupies about the same tier as John Dies at the End. Because I hate that movie. I uh, I do love the book. It's one of my my more preferred reads, but my God, I hated that movie. Um, I would say you could also compare it to Watchmen. I liked Watchmen, but I get that. No, that is true. That's as the adapt as an adaptation to the source material, because we've had some heated discussions yeah. about how I Watchmen would, does not live up to. The I source would love material. to do a full Watchmen episode with you because um, I've done. I did one with Patrick, uh, and I talk about it all the time with every friend ever because God, it's just. And I'm rereading the comic right now. I'll watch the movie again. I'd love to do one, but yeah, that's that's a fair. But I don't, as I said, I don't think it's complete garbage. Even as a fan, there's some scenes that were really good in the game that are adapted pretty well. Really like the flashback to uh, to yeah. uh, Hamel. Yeah. That I think plays really well. And the, the fight scenes are, are yeah. cool. The music is good because it's just the music from the game. So yeah. All right. So last note, uh, A, what's the game's official title if you want to check it out? Uh, the game is Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. Tech specifically then two. If you but, want, uh, well, if you want, uh, don't start with two. Yeah. Start with first chapter. First chapter is a good game. Yeah. It gives you a lot of the background, establishes the character. The OVA throws you right into it. You find these on. You can find them on Steam. So first chapter, PC. Yeah. So Trails in the Sky, first chapter. Trails in the Sky, second chapter. Trails in the Sky, the third. Of course. Uh, and then last but not least, what's your Twitch channel? So people can check out your stream if they like. So my Twitch channel is Nostalgic Nights. That is Nostalgic Nights with a K-N, and it's all one word. And on that channel, I'm Kluzik, So Kluzik? Yeah. That's cool. Where'd that name come from? Oh, it's got a little bit of a history. I think I explained it on the stream a few times. So it's, uh, it's a story that goes back to college a little bit. Oh, um, okay. And there's what, three of you? Four of you? Three of you? Yeah, there's there's three of us that stream on the regular. It's me, uh, my buddies Evizard and Zen, and uh, we usually do, usually it's just me and Evie. Like, yeah. I'll be playing a game and Evie will be commenting as he goes, and then Evie plays a game and I comment as he goes. And... Is it is it 
each week you each get each, it or each day each you day is it. a different game so this is wednesday so wednesday is trails in the sky third <laughs> chapter yep. we're near the end of the third though so if you really don't want spoilers if you're like real interested in the series maybe don't check this out tonight because we're we're getting prepped for like the final dungeon right yeah. now and then uh, you guys just like rotate out different game, different person, three nights a week. Yep. So and then tomorrow is Evie with Majora's Mask. Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. Yep. Awesome. All right. Check that out. Uh, otherwise, uh, I got no final thoughts on this. We talked the shit out of it. Yeah. I'm Kevin. And I'm DJ. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.